it's not the only way. Certainly, there's still very successful individual investors. What we tend to do really well with is we partner with a lot of people, right? We have a lot of investors who put money with us, but also like to still continue to look at direct investments. Here's the reality. The market is so inefficient that you have to rely on everything out there that's at your disposal to find deal flow. And that's where I'm always saying, hey, look, if, if you've got something to bring to the table, I'm ready to do it. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today at Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with Chi Ho, the Managing Director of AFI Capital. Chi, welcome to the show. Hello there. It's great to be on the show. Before we begin, I want to give our listeners full disclosure. She's an investor in my daughter's company, but I'd be a fan even if he wasn't because I just like the way he does business. Let's begin with your investment thesis. You started as a non-plant touching fund, but you added a twist, which I just think is super cool. It's called a sidecar. Can you explain how that works? Absolutely. So when we approached cannabis investing, our initial inclination was, hey, this is a great sector, but given how immature the sector is, frankly, it becomes tough to make individual investments. And and that's how a lot of people got into the space, right? They had a friend who knew someone and this is a great opportunity. So let's do this, which is fine. Look, people invest for different reasons. People invest in different ways. There's an allocation for everything in your portfolio. Our view was that the opportunity in the market is to create a financial product. So a more traditional diversified pool of capital invested across multiple companies in different sectors, different stages, different aspects that utilize more traditional structure and diligence, right? So the idea is let's create a more traditional financial product, right? A fund that people could invest in. It's not an ETF, but this is more akin to a private equity fund. So our view is to say, look, we want to find companies that can benefit from the growth of the legal cannabis business, uh, the industry, but at the same time are federally compliant and are capital efficient. So that was ancillary. Now, at the same time, because we're scouring the country in different stages, different segments of the cannabis industry, we see a few situations here and there that we really like as one-off investments. And so for that, we've created a special purpose vehicle for our investors that want to opt in. We have on one end, we have a committed capital pool with, with LPs in a traditional fund structure. And then what we do is we bring deals to them periodically and say, hey, is this interesting? Is this interesting? Do you want to participate? And we let them invest. Roughly 75% of our initial LPs did not want to invest in leaf-touching ventures. Yet, I would say about two-thirds of our LPs have invested in our leaf-touching deals. Yeah. And like you said, if your LPs came in and weren't comfortable with that piece of the business, but as they were there, they get to see opportunities that they normally wouldn't have looked at. But now that they're part of your fund, they can see that. Let's just keep moving. One of the things that has always struck me about you whenever we've had conversations is you always seem like you're one step ahead. I, I, almost, I don't know whether it's experience or intuition, but you have a good business sense on how things will play out. And Do you think this COVID disruption has maybe made M&A activity more attractive? We are believers in consolidation, right? For a long time in this space, you saw a lot of companies that frankly probably shouldn't have existed, but they did because it was exciting and no one told them otherwise. And so I always said it this way, the acquirers don't look like acquirers, right? They're not buttoned up, they're not put together, and the the targets don't think they're targets. 
you have something like COVID, which on one hand bumps you up in terms of retail, but then at the same time, it depresses the, the potential outcomes and raises the risks. All this makes it even harder for you to see because there's always an asterisk that, oh, if this, the next six months were better, or if this were solved, then this would all be better. Those are big ifs. And, That's life. Yeah. And, but cannabis has, the swings are much greater in cannabis than in any other industry that I've ever been in. But at the same time, it's hard to tell people that, say the, the volatility, you can't expect any of these curveballs. All you know is that there will be curveballs. I'm going to jump in here because speaking of swings, one thing that's happened, I don't know if it happened overnight, but it's definitely happened is that individual investors finding success with even one-off deals is just getting less and less likely. And we have a lot of individual investor listeners who got beat up with publicly traded companies and they're thinking, where do we go now? Talk to them about transitioning and what are some of the other advantages to working with your company? Okay. I will start this off by saying I am a horrible individual investor. So when it comes to managing my personal stock portfolio, no one should ask me for advice. If I say I'm buying this, you should sell. Um, buying stocks and timing, that's not what I do. What I am really good at is understanding a market, understanding the opportunities in the market, and then structuring a deal that both mitigates the risks that we've identified, as well as takes advantage of the opportunities that we see. Look, this, this is what I do full time. So this is what I do for a living. We're always trying to make sure we see something, continue to dig. And if there's a question, we go try to answer it. Now, again, I'm, I only know how to look at it my way. Uh, if you're an, an individual investor, you have to start thinking about how you fit into the broader market. As more institutional capital comes in, as the opportunities change, as success, the definition of success changes, you have to adapt. Now, I think the benefit of going with a professional manager is, well, that's one way of adapting. It's not the only way. Certainly, there's still very successful individual investors. What we tend to do really well with is we partner with a lot of people, right? We have a lot of investors who put money with us but also like to still continue to look at direct investments. Here's the reality. The market is so inefficient that you have to rely on everything out there that's at your disposal to find deal flow. And that's where I'm always saying, hey, look, if, if you've got something to bring to the table, I'm ready to hear it. Yeah, you mentioned working with your LPs and the, and the LPs being a source of information, but you also have your portfolio companies and you also have the other firms that you work with. That you co-invest on a lot of deals. So you have this constant flow of information that's, that an individual investor just doesn't have access to that information. You don't even have to be smarter than they are. You're just right in the middle of all the information. So that just gives you a huge advantage. I'm going to have your links to your website in the show notes and on the mjbulls.com. So if people want to follow up and continue this conversation with you, which because we just scratched the surface of it today, we have a lot more to talk about. But I think our, our listeners know enough about AFI Capital that they can make an, an educated decision. And if they want to follow up with you, they just, just click on the link and, and go from there. Chip, I'm going to have you back on again so we can continue this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. And no, this is a pleasure and happy to chat with you. And frankly, look, if anyone has interest in chatting or we talk a lot, I think I'm a professional conversationalist for a living. So feel free to drop us a line at our site. I do want to clarify, I joke that I, AFI, it's slightly ambiguous and unclear. And there are several different AFIs out there. There is the We Are AFI Capital Partners. And okay. our website will not talk about cannabis specifically because I do want to be able to get a mortgage still when I move. But anyone should feel free to drop a line. You do a good job of every getting back to me. That's good to know. Good luck with that mortgage. It's nice <laughs> to talk to you. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.